In episode 11 of So Say We Travel, the podcast, we will discuss all things homeschooling. Including why we decided to homeschool, how we selected our curriculum, and what homeschooling will look like for us. And unfortunately, we will not have a review of Battlestar Galactic episode. This week, we were dealing with a bunch of different things and couldn't get time in to watch and review the next one. We'll definitely resume in our next episode. Welcome aboard to So Say We Travel. Hi, I'm Sean. Hi, I'm Charlie. And we are So Say We Travel, and this is our 11th podcast episode. And the reason we make these podcast episodes is to document and share our experiences that we've had. Again, not only transitioning from sticks and bricks to full-time living in our RV, the Galactica back there, but also now that we're going as newbies on the road, um, we want to document and share our process and experiences there. Hopefully to help out people out there Mm -hmm. by letting them see mistakes we've made, triumphs that we've had, and hopefully this will streamline and make their lives a little bit better. Hopefully. But also, we really want to build a community. We Mm -hmm. want to open up a door for our dialogue, so hopefully other people out there that are in in the community Mm -hmm. will share their knowledge with us, Mm -hmm. share their experiences with us, and help make our lives a little bit better. Hopefully. So, (laughs) since our last episode, We've been in the Galactica for, what, about two months now? Two months, yep. Full-time living in our RV for two months. Mm -hmm. And, again, we knew beforehand that the space was not going to be an issue. That's one of the reasons why we moved into Mm -hmm. it, because we loved the coziness. Mm -hmm. We loved having everybody within arm's reach, everything we own within arm's reach, you know. And, um, of course, time, things have come up, Mm -hmm. you know, with the Galactica, the tires. We talked about in other episodes, and little crises come up. But again, we had camped in it so long yeah. before we actually made the move that we were already ready. We were familiar with it. Yeah. So there has not been anything that's really rocked the boat Mm-mm. at all. But take all that with a grain of salt because we are stationary for the next year. Right. Um, we're staying in place while I finish out my last contract year as an educator. Mm-hmm. Um, Peyton does her first year in high school as a freshman. Yep. And uh, Charlie gets settled in with working remotely with her job mm-hmm. and homeschooling 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 matters so this is a new endeavor for us yes um one thing that has been kind of new and different is we're starting to do that transition between working our jobs Mm full-time and investing into so say we travel right right Mm -hmm. and so it's been interesting being able to dedicate more time effort and energy to developing and something for us right. mm-hmm. n- not working for a boss right, right? Mm-hmm. um i can't do it as much as i'd like to right now because i still work mm-hmm. but it is really cool to see the community kind of growing mm-hmm. um being able to invest more effort and energy and being intentional about documenting processes and just having the time and the wherewithal to do all of that right. i say that when we can't do a Battlestar Galactica episode this week <laughs> uh, this has been a special week for a lot of different yes. reasons um but yeah so how do you feel about about that uh, I, I feel really good about it. Um, I mean, we talked about this, you know, in our last episode, um, a while back about how things had come, become so routine, you know, in our everyday lives. And so this is, it's a new adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really excited about that. And the, just the fact that, you know, we can, we can spend more time on ourselves as well, um, build our relationship 
closer together because we're able to spend more time together um, and then building that relationship with the kids and stuff too. Um, and then being able to do it as a family, you yes. know, like making making a name for ourselves and doing it, you know, as a family. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's the coolest thing too. We were working yesterday on the website mm -hmm. and it was, I really enjoyed it. Just sitting next to you, we were mm -hmm. both working on this product together. Mm -hmm. This is something that our family is developing and putting out there together. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really cool. Yeah, it was I totally a lot of enjoyed fun. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, again, I'm just more excited it's when we can actually get on the road and start documenting even more traveling, yes. things like that, and just how yeah. it'll grow and expand. And I'm excited to work outside. <laughs> 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 I mean, the Galactic, it's it's great. I love the space. Um, but, you know, I'm ready to be outside, but we're in Texas and it's hot. I mean, it's 100 degrees now. I feel like we were supposed to be in the midst of summer, but now it feels like we're in the midst of summer and it's like not ending. Um, I, so I'm just, I'm ready. I, I, like I said, I love the galaxy. I love the space, but I am ready to be outside and out of it and doing things outdoors mm -hmm. more. Um, I want to work outside too. Like I'm working remotely, so I'm working inside, but I would like to sit in my relaxing chair and like work outside, <laughs> but it's still too hot. Um, so I'm excited to just, to just, that too just to be outside more it's only a matter of time yeah i know time it's, it's coming friend. soon yes. and in texas like fall hits like day like it's summer and then the next day it's fall so uh, we just have to wait for that moment yes <laughs> and and the falls are so nice here yeah but then the winters are the winters are not too bad though i mean really because it's it barely gets that cold here and when it does it's only for a day or two but it's bad this last year, you can't compare like this last <laughs> ice apocalypse that we had to all of the summers. In reality, we only have a few days out of the year that's really cold. And then it doesn't last, you mm -hmm. know, it's like a couple of days and then it's back up to like, you know, comfortable like 50s, 60s. And then it'll be spring and springs are nice. Springs are really nice. And then it'll be summer again on the road but we will be in a different yes. place next summer so <laughs> so we are looking forward to yes. may that's for sure yes that's we're gonna hook up and, and go and, and hit the road mm -hmm. um but it has been a crazy week it has yes um it is the routine mm -hmm. but there were some other things that were kind of thrown into it um first of all I just want to say we're thinking about those people down there in louisiana yes. anybody in the track of hurricane ida and, and things they're dealing with unfortunately my family was part of those that were dealing with things so i did kind of stop everything and focus on that for our whole weekend. I think last weekend, that's all I yeah. did. I was kind of glued to the coverage on that. Mm -hmm. Family is all okay. Everyone's healthy and safe, mm -hmm. but they do have damage and they're recovering. So yeah. I'm trying to keep my schedule flexible in order to go down and help whenever I can, if I can. Um, so that's kind of one thing that's been going on. And then we are kind of getting into the flow. This is like the second week of school this past week. Yeah. So the second week's for me, for my job. So mm -hmm. second week of school. And so kind of getting into that, it's ramping up. So I'm introducing lessons. That's a little bit more time consuming. Yeah. Um, and then you, though, are yes. also introducing lessons yes. as a teacher as a this past yes. week. <laughs> um, so how has that been? Uh, it's been it's been fun. Um, I planned ahead of time. So like, you know, we we uh, we worked on lessons and I had it planned out. Um, but it, it, it didn't go all, all to plan because like one day I had to change what we were doing because um, I had to go do something. And then the next day I was supposed to do stuff, but we, we didn't because we had other things going on. But <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of what we want to address in this particular episode yes. is the homeschooling mm -hmm. thing. I you got to get the plane off the ground like everything. Mm -hmm. You got to get right. the plane off the ground. You're going to be building it in midair. Mm -hmm. That happens to me right now my job is a public school educator like mm -hmm. you have the best laid plans the best lesson plans all laid out but as soon as that first student comes in the room and yeah. 
or you have a pep rally and just changes the schedule. It ruins all of your plans. You have to be super flexible right. and you build the plane while it's flying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am certain that this will be a great thing. Everything that I've seen already so far that you've gotten started mm-hmm. um, and just kind of what you have planned, I'm very excited for and see you implement. Um, but yeah, let's go and talk about homeschooling. Okay. Yeah. Um, why are we homeschooling our kids? Uh, well, we're homeschooling for a bunch of different reasons. Um, I think when we first started shopping for the Galactica, you know, we talked about this before, but we, we started doing it for just weekend trips, you know, but then we decided to go full time. Um, so one of the things we had to think about was, well, what are we going to do for school? Are we going to stay stationary um, and have the kids finish out school? Or are we going to homeschool? Um, and so since we decided to go on the road, we had to figure out how to homeschool yes. um, or eventually road school um, is a thing. Um, so that's kind of where we were at, but for a lot of other different reasons too. I mean, perspective changed. Um, I think for a lot of us in 2020 perspective kind of changed a lot of things. So, um, I wanted to homeschool. I wanted to start homeschooling right away. I didn't want Maddie to go into, um, the next grade level at, at public school. Cause I wanted to homeschool right away. Um, just because I saw kind of what the home, like public school was looking like. I mean, she stayed home that spring in 2020 um and so i kind of saw you know for the first time really like paid attention to what her schooling was looking like and i wasn't that impressed with what you know she was doing um so i definitely started thinking about taking it into my own hands and restructuring the way that she was learning um yeah yeah so again we've said this before when we talked about why we're choosing a homeschool this is not a knock at all it's on not. public school teaching Mm-mm. or no, public schools. Not. I'm a product of public schools. Mm-hmm. Charlie's a product of public schools. I believe we turned out pretty good. We did. Um, and not only am I product of public school, I've been working in the public school system for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. I truly, I ultimately believe in what the purpose of public school mm-hmm. is supposed to be, yeah. right? What it is. Right. And, and there is an ideal, but there is also a reality mm-hmm. of public school. And each individual kid is different. Right. And while some kids, public school is the best opportunity that they have, mm-hmm. some students need other opportunities. Mm-hmm. And that's really a huge part of why we're, for one, we're going to be on the road and public school is not an option. Right. Um, but also, even if we weren't going to do it, I know you wanted a homeschooler anyway, yeah. even if we we're staying put in our sticks and bricks, yeah. is because we want to individualize Maddie's education. Yeah. Like we know the type of kid that she is. Mm-hmm. Um I know because she she's one of those kids that acts out when she's bored. Yeah. Um, and she started doing that kind of a lot in second grade. And I feel like it's because she already knew everything. I mean, she's always been really smart. She's always been really advanced. I mean, when she was three years old, she could tell you what, like 20, 20, 20, 25 different um, dinosaurs, mm-hmm. you know, like she's always been really smart. And so and when she was in, in second grade, we noticed that she was acting out a lot more. A teacher was saying that, you know, she was having trouble sitting still and she was helping other kids too. And you can't, you can't do that. You know, you can't tell the kids the other answers. <laughs> um, but she wanted to do that because she wanted to hurry up and get through the work because she already knew what they were doing. Um, and so that was another reason too. Um, just thinking about the fact that she's sitting in a classroom learning about stuff that she already knew how to do, mm-hmm. you know? And so that was another reason too, just wanting to to give her that individualized education so that I could take over what she was learning and we could incorporate things that she wanted to learn about too, mm-hmm. so that she's not bored. And there's public school is a beast. It's a massive mm-hmm. organization 
lots of moving parts, mm -hmm. lots of administrative influences from all sorts of different directions. You've got unions, you've got politicians, you've got mm -hmm. local school boards, things like that, all have a say. And so when they're advocating for every student and they design a system for every student, the process is not as streamlined right. as it could be for one student or your student. Right. They have to deal and serve every single student mm -hmm. in the classroom. Unfortunately, there presents challenges with pushing students as far as they can go. Mm -hmm. There's only so far you can push the, the most advanced student mm -hmm. because you have another student who is not advanced. There's mm -hmm. only, it's just a matter of, it's the way it is. You yeah. can only go because you have to teach to all the students mm -hmm. and you, you can't push the advanced student as far as they can go mm -hmm. if you're trying to also teach the student who is not as advanced, yeah. you know, the least advanced. Yeah. Person. And I mean, her teacher even said at one time that it was, um, she had to separate Maddie and a couple other kids because she was reteaching material to the rest of the class. And like Maddie and a couple of other kids had already, they were already advanced. Mm -hmm. um, and so she kind of like put them off to the side and she was teaching the rest, like reteaching material to the rest of the class. And I was like, well, what is she doing when she's, when she's doing that? Um, and she said that she's like coloring or playing board games or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So there's uh, time, right? So there's another thing too, like mm -hmm. we're doing, Things that you just take for granted. Uh, so you have the, the public the, the public school day. Mm -hmm. You have how many minutes that the kids are actually in the school building are yeah. used for instruction, mm -hmm. or how versus walking from class to class, yeah. sitting around eating lunch, waiting for all the other kids to finish eating before mm -hmm. they can get back and engage with the learning. Right, mm -hmm. little things like that that you look at the school day and how short it could be. Right if it wasn't for all that bloated administrative time, things mm -hmm. that just are nature of the beast, mm -hmm. you need that time to facilitate and manage so many kids. Yeah. It's, it pulls away from time that could be used learning or, or you're missing a kid's like learning window. Right. There's only so much attention that a kid mm -hmm. can put towards actual learning right. so much time. So if the time they're constantly trying to focus on school, most of that time is spent doing administrative things mm -hmm. that's less that their energy is put into actual learning you know that they can invest in learning yeah. right and there are again back not knocking public school there are teachers out there that are crushing it that are pushing kids very very far right. as far as they mm -hmm. as far as they can go within the realm of that right. classroom um there are teachers that are making the most of that time they have them when they're in the room and that is awesome keep doing what you're doing mm -hmm. i fully support you um but just again the nature of the beast right I would much rather have Maddie sit down, focus on school for four hours, mm -hmm. get that learning in. Because yeah. that's really, if you look at it when she's in school, mm -hmm. how much actual instructional time. Yeah, I mean, this, the school day is what, seven to eight hours a yeah, day? Yeah, but there's only so um, X amount of hours. Right. It's not seven or eight hours, I assure right. you, that a student is engaging with learning. Exactly. Um, so taking her focus on that. And mm -hmm. then the rest of the time, you know, be a kid. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, focus on personal interests things that she wants to pursue, you know, and that's another thing too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You really don't get to specialize in public school system. You really don't get to specialize on, I, here in Texas, we have what's called endorsements. And so that, that kind of decides your classes that you take in middle school and high right. school. And they have you pick it pretty early. Um, but even still, you can't really get in the specialized, specialized courses until late high school. Late in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, I would rather we focus on school, mm -hmm. four hours, get that knocked out. You know, the reading, writing, arithmetic, Yeah. you know, and then you have a whole half of a day where you could go out 
and mm-hmm. find a mm-hmm. local club or an organization or go and visit a business where they're doing the things that Maddie wants to do. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about possibly horseback riding. Horseback riding. Mm-hmm. She's a huge, she loves animals. She loves horses. Yeah. So, you know, so getting her putting, investing time into things that she's passionate about mm-hmm. as early as possible, right. you know, homeschooling gives you that flexibility, whereas public school system, not so much. Right. So again, there's lots of different motivations. Um, so let's go and talk about how you got the process started. Okay. So because of the type of person that I am, I had to do a lot of research before we made this decision. Um, because that's just, that's just me. I have to do, I can't make split decisions. I have to do research. I have to figure out exactly what we're going to do. Um, so I started researching about the same time that we decided to do this full time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I researched, I, I, I researched everything for, for months. Um, and so one of the first things that I did was, um, research the, the types of, of homeschooling there is. Um, I joined a lot of, not a lot, I say a couple of Facebook groups, um, and, uh, just researched, you know, blog posts and stuff online. And I read a couple of books, um, about homeschooling to kind of give an idea of where to start. Um, because it's a really big decision and you don't want to make a split decision like this. You really want to put the research in because there's so much stuff out there. I see a lot of people in these Facebook groups that are like, oh, I just pulled my kids out of school. Now what? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, and and there's so much stuff out there and it can be really overwhelming for a lot of people if, if you don't do the research. Um, and you want to research your state laws, too, because they're all different. We're in Texas, so our... Um, Fortunately, our state laws are very lax. Um, the The state gives uh, the the parents um, pretty much full reign on how your child's education is going to go. But other states are not like that. Um, you do have to submit work and stuff to some states. So you, anyways, you want to research what your state laws are. Um, so you can talk about. Let's talk about where to where to start. Right. So where do you start first? You got to research your state laws. That's the most important thing. Find out what your state laws are and do what you're supposed to do for your state. Um, and then the second thing is you want to talk or, or figure out what kind of curriculum you want to teach. There's different ones out there. There's different um, styles of, of uh, teaching out there. And so the, I'll just name a few, the ones that I'm familiar with. There's like Charlotte Mason style. Charlotte Mason style is basically like short, um, short lessons to teach kids morals um, and they use curriculum and stuff to teach kids morals and, and decision making. Um, and a, a lot of times they use the Bible and stuff too um, with that one. There's, um, what's the other one? There's um, classical. Classical method is really religious based, um, uses the Bible for a lot of different references. Um, and again, it's it's kind of those short uh, lesson plans. Um, and then there's secular. Secular basically means it's not faith-based in any way, um, tries to teach facts and things like that. Um, and there are, like, there's so many more out there. So that's why you want to research because you want to figure out the style that you want to teach because that is going to help you pick curriculum. Because when you're shopping for curriculum, a lot of times it's based on a style. And if you don't want to teach religious you mm-hmm. know, aspects, then you want to make sure you're, you're researching secular. Um, so again, Figure out what what type of 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 style you want to teach, and then that'll help you uh, figure out curriculum. Um, and then, as far as curriculum goes, there's lots of different options for that as well. Um, you can buy a whole box of curriculum. Like there's different um, sites that you can go to that will give you the whole box. It'll give you the whole grade year. It has all the subjects and it. it has everything you need. Um, it is expensive. It's not cheap. 
Um, usually those box ones are close to seven or $800 all the way up to like $1,400, $1,500. Um, so you can do that. Or in my case, I decided to teach individual lessons. I researched the different ones that I wanted. I wanted to kind of mix the style that I was going to teach with her. Um, I really wanted to teach secular because um, we are fact-based um, minded. Um, so I wanted to teach te secular, but I also wanted to kind of incorporate Charlotte Mason a little bit as well, um, just because those types of lessons teach morals and decision making. Um, and, you know, we want our kids to grow up and be moral people, moral people. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I kind of combined the two and that's how I figured out um, curriculum. And then I asked a bunch of questions too in these Facebook groups. I asked a bunch of questions like what are other people using? Um, I read blog posts about um, the different types of curriculum out there. Um, and so that really helped me kind of decide. So for me, what we're doing this year, we're doing, um, since Maddie's technically a third grader, um, when you're homeschooling, you don't have to label grades, but technically she's a third grader. So in third grade, I really wanted her to um, flourish with reading. Reading is really important at this age. Um, and so since we're stationary, I wanted to use the library a lot. Um, we have a couple of different libraries that are close within range. Um, so I went and joined all those libraries um, and I really want to work her to work on independent reading. Mm -hmm. She's already getting there. She's already doing really well. So yes. I think um, I think within the half the semester or whatever, um, I think she'll be fine. Um, but we are doing a lot of reading. So a lot of her day is spent with reading. I'm reading books to her. She's reading books as well. So that's a big part of our our day. Um, but I'm also using what's called the good and the beautiful. Um, they have a lot of um, lessons for different subjects. We're using language arts, handwriting, and typing. Um, I wanted her to do both handwriting and typing for that, uh, what is it called? Dexter, dexterity. Dexterity, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so she's learning how to write cursive and she's typing as nice. well. Um, so we're using that. Um, we're using Curiosity Chronicles for history. It's secular. I wanted, again, I wanted to teach her facts. I didn't want to um, teach the religious aspect for history. Um, so I chose that one for that reason. Um, what else are we doing? Oh, and we're doing Singapore math um, because math was the hardest one really to figure out what to do. Um, just because the, what is it called when it's school? Um, the type of, of curriculum that they teach is, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but basically math, again, math was kind of the hardest one to figure out, but I did Again, I just did a lot of research and I asked other people what they used um, and what was the easiest one to use from going from public school to homeschooling. Um, and then we came on on Singapore math and it seems to be OK for now. Um, What's Singapore math? It's it's hard to explain. It's teaching. It's it's making sure they understand each lesson, like aspect of of math before moving on to the next step. Mm -hmm. um, so like the we did the first four lessons and the first four lessons is teaching place value. Um, and it's it's using um, like you do the ones and then you do the tens and then you do the hundreds and then you do the thousands. Like it spends a lot of time in each lesson, like on each individual um aspect yeah I guess, I, definitely know? i can see the point like if there's math this seems very very foundational like yeah. you have to have certain skill sets down before you can do common other core math 
That's what I was trying to think of. Gotcha. <laughs> common Core Math. Yeah, so they teach that in public school. Um, but this one uses Common Core Math, but then it spends more time on each lesson. Gotcha. To, to make sure that the child has full understanding before moving on to the next step. Gotcha. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> uh, so that's basically what we're doing for this semester. We might incorporate like some other stuff, um, you know, later on down the road once we kind of mastered what she's doing now. Um, one of the other things that I did is uh, I joined a co-op, uh, a local co-op here in the area that we live in. Um, I wanted to do this to give her the social aspect so she can be around other kids um, and play with other kids and stuff like that. Um, and then I also just wanted the opportunity for her to 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 go and, and learn, you know, from somebody else besides me as well. Um, and so I signed her up for a couple of different classes. She's going to do like PE um, and then recess where they get to run around, you know, so it's an it's opportunity for her to get outside and, and run around. Um, and then there's like a rotating class that she's in and they do different things like art they do like a career day type thing um so it, it's just again it's just something that I wanted her to do um to have that social aspect um and then we do field trips and stuff too um we I decided to do a four day a four four day school day with her so we do schooling and stuff four days a week um and then on Fridays, we're going to try and do like field trips and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, go around to different areas. And this co-op actually does these, they incorporate these field trips and stuff. So, um, so that'll be nice. What I, I'm hearing so much about is that how you are individually picking what you want Maddie to learn, what you're going to teach her mm -hmm. based on who she is as an individual. Right. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I think every parent wants that for their kid. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, public school, like it is a place for your, your kid to be while you go and need to work. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to that idea of minimalism that right. we've been pursuing. This would not be possible for right. us if we did not get rid of our sticks and bricks. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Even again, we said before in an episode that at the least we would have downsized. Yes. Even if we didn't move into the galactic, we would mm -hmm. have downsized. We realized we, have, we were paying for this massive house. And we only use X amount of square footage in it, mm -hmm. right? But none of this would have been possible. You to go part time and work, stay home with Maddie, and individualize your education. Mm -hmm. If we didn't downsize mm -hmm. and move into the Galactica, re drastically reduce our expenses. Yeah. So that's just something to think about. Like yeah. a lot of people, like why well, you know I can't do that, you know, mm -hmm. because I, I'm working because I you know I, my kid I have to pay for my house yeah. and my kid needs a place to go while and I'm that, at work. And that was how we thought, you know, we did, yeah. we did think that. Yeah. And, and that's totally valid. Like mm -hmm. that is a totally valid concern and a path to take, but you got to think about it. What do you want? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. If it, if you're okay with public school and the education being relatively generalized mm -hmm. and the school day to be bloated with time where your kid's not actually engaging with learning the entire time that they're there, mm -hmm. right. Where it could be more streamlined, more effective, and take your kid further mm -hmm. like this is something you might want to consider maybe yeah. i need to downsize maybe i need to cut some costs you know so i could not work as much yeah. right um just something to think about yeah you know, i was just I, hearing the it, I, yeah, I love the I idea what you're saying but it, and i was like well how do we that's great but how would someone else do that mm -hmm. the only way we were able to do it is what was because we, we downsized right. mm -hmm. you downsized yeah um so you talked about hands-on experiences. Mm -hmm. You're getting there, meeting the kids, doing some art, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, you don't feel that 
necessarily public school is going in that direction. Right. Um, we are creative minded people. So we, uh, when we decided to do this homeschooling thing, um, one of the things that we wanted to do was hands on. Um, have Maddie do some more hands-on learning. I've noticed that the schools are leaning a lot toward um, online learning, like um, device learning. Um, blended like learning. Blended learning, yes. Um, and for my job that I'm in, I've worked with kids for the past um, six years. And so personally, I know from experience with my job and the type of work that we do, when a child is sat in front of a device for an extended period of time, it has massive repercussions on their learning abilities. Um, it can mess with their their brains to see differently and to just work differently. Um, and so I didn't want, again, I didn't want that for our child. I didn't want her to be sat in front of a device um, learning all day. Um, so again, that was another decision that we wanted to, to homeschool as well so that we could move her in a different direction. Um, and so there's a, a book that I read, um, and there's a quote, I'm going to read it, but there's a quote from this book that I read and I, it said, give them the chance to be who they're made to be. We only need to keep the voices from convincing us otherwise. Um, and this, it's from the, uh, the book's called Call of the Wild and Free. And, um, it's, a, it's about homeschooling, and it's basically a book that says take charge of your of your homeschooling. Um, and so that quote really meant a lot to me because while I was reading it, we were already in the process of doing this, you know, full-time, um, selling the house and stuff like that. But um, I think if I had read the book when we weren't in the process of doing this, um, that quote would have just meant a lot as well. Um, hey, you know, I do want to take the steps for my child to be homeschooled um, and what can I do? You know, like you talked about, like what are the different things that we could do to, to get there? Um, so again, I, I think that a lot of times people are scared to jump into this um, because they just don't know what to do, um, like what the steps are to take to get there. And it's not normal for kids to be homeschooled. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel, I've, in my experience and all the research that I've done, a lot of things are kind of moving toward homeschooling, though. There's a lot more kids that are homeschooled these days. Um, and I think the reasons for that is people are starting to realize, like, taking education, you know, into our own hands um, and giving that individualized education to, to our child. I think a lot of people are kind of going in that direction as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. um, there's actually a, wait, go back up a second. There's a, there's a, it's called this journal of school choice. And it says that there's 78% of peer reviewed studies on academic achievement show homeschool students perform statistically significantly better than those in, in institutional schools. And so those studies are starting to come out that says that homeschool kids actually do better. Um, and there's another quote in that journal that says home educated students typically score above average on SAT and ACT tests that colleges consider for admissions. So a lot of these studies are coming out and actually saying that homeschool kids do better. And I think that's because they are um, more independent learners. Um, as a homeschooler, you, you, you have to be an independent learner. Um, mm -hmm. You have to do work. You have to, you know, individualize the education and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of, that's one of the reasons. Um, yeah. And there would be a counter to that saying that 
whatever these studies use, like the metrics, right? Mm -hmm. Some kids learn and express their intelligence in different ways, mm -hmm. right? Um, but we're just going from the metric. If you're talking about the next level, college, mm -hmm. the secondary level, mm -hmm. um, the higher education level, mm -hmm. SAT and SAT are the metrics that they use. And when you look at that, even if you just pick that one metric, homeschooling does work. Right. You know, like you can have a kid be homeschooled and be successful right. for the higher education level. So it's not like we're robbing our kid of an educational experience mm -hmm. and reducing our chances and opportunities. Personally, we believe we're expanding right. her opportunities, you mm -hmm. know, pushing her as far as she can go, letting her explore passions early, mm -hmm. you know, and realize yeah. that they're not passions and possibly change yeah. versus realize exploring a passion in high school, going into debt into college into a certain major and then realizing in college after they've incurred amount, a certain mm -hmm. amount of debt that this is not something not I'm passionate something about and changing their minds, <laughs> yes. you know, like. I mean, it happens a lot. It, yes. it, it does. It happens a lot. Um, so I feel like we're giving her the opportunity to explore a, different, a bunch of different things yes. um, to figure out what exactly, you know, she does want to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah, then it says here, the other one says, you won't have all the answers. You won't know what you're doing most of the time. You won't meet all of your expectations or the expectations of other people for that matter. You won't get everything done. You won't get it all right, but you will not fail your children. This is, she said, it's a quote from Call of the Wild and Free. Yes. And I was like, that sounds like me every day in the classroom yeah. as a public school teacher. <laughs> yeah. Like literally that is, <laughs> we, we don't meet all of our mm -hmm. expectations. We have this ideal, perfect lesson plan set out how we want class to go. Mm -hmm. Then there's a pep rally or there's a fire drill or there's a kid that looks at another kid funny. And then there's a royal rumble in your classroom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then you won't get everything done. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, I had to learn. It took me a while in my career. Like, the work will always be there. There's, right. you know, like you could work perpetually. Mm -hmm. You could always be lesson planning. You could always be doing forms and filling out paper and tracking data. The work will always be there. I had to learn to balance. Like, mm -hmm. I got to turn it off. Yeah. I got to take care of me because how can I teach students and take care of students if I can't take care of me? Mm -hmm. Right. So you won't get everything done. You won't get it all right. Like, yeah. this is stuff that public school educators know is the nature of teaching. Right. Right. Same thing for homeschooling. Yeah. It's not some special. Yeah. The rigor is there. <laughs> The, the intensity is there, mm -hmm. right? It calls just as much of you as a homeschool teacher, mm -hmm. as a parent teaching your student, as someone teaching someone else's kids. Yeah, and it's not perfect. It's it's never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. um, so don't, you know, get the idea like, oh, yeah, I'm going to homeschool my kid and everything is going to be absolutely perfect because it won't be. Um, like you said, you won't have all the answers all the time. Um, but again, you will not fill your children. You will not. Um, you will be giving them something you'll be giving them a part of you you'll be giving them an education you'll be giving them an opportunity to explore themselves mm -hmm. as well um and i think that is a big part of, of of homeschooling um and you know like i said this this week we were supposed there was one day we we're supposed to do stuff and it just didn't get done and that's okay because then we'll just do it the next day um and that's the beauty of homeschooling too. you don't have to follow the school year either with the when we start going on the road and we do this road schooling thing i'm really excited about that because we can do school all year long we don't have to do you know we don't have to do the 36 weeks of school um we can spread that out over over time you know and and individualize the education to do it when we're available to do it mm -hmm. um and so i'm excited about that too um so you will not fail your children right and same thing public school mm -hmm. I know, I remember so many teachers. I don't remember a single thing, the content that they taught oh, me. And yeah. you'll ask anybody yeah. that you don't remember the content. Mm -hmm. You don't. And you could say, well, that's because your teacher wasn't that great. Fair enough. Yeah. Possibly, yes. But 
for the most part, we don't remember the content. You remember the connections that that teacher cared about you yeah. and they would not fail you in that moment. Yeah. They showed up every day for you. Mm -hmm. They were there for you. They, they helped you put your nose to the grindstone and work through something that was difficult until you got it right. Yeah. Right. So the, and they modeled for you what a professional, respectful adult relationship could be like, right. you know, those are the type of things that we're doing. And then some as homeschooling, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to fail your kid, right. right? You do your best to teach them the content, hopefully get them to that next level. But even if you don't, as long as you show up every day, show them that you love, show them that you care. And we, again, we do that every day with Maddie, you know, mm -hmm. like it's really, I'm excited to take another part of that. We were outsourcing. Essentially we were outsourcing our education to someone else mm -hmm. and bringing her back home, you know, mm -hmm. just another way to kind of hug and wrap and, and love on her, you know, mm -hmm. even in her learning, you know, so very, very excited. Yeah. I am excited. Um, I don't have it all figured out yet. No, uh, <laughs> I don't either. Um, I don't think I ever will. Um, but that's okay because we're doing this together. I'm doing this with Maddie, soon to be the teenager as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'm just figuring it out as we go. But I am really excited to have this opportunity to to explore this with with you, with with Maddie, with with the teenager, with with everybody. Yeah. So. Those of you considering homeschooling, mm -hmm. again, these are just some things that we thought you want to consider. Again, we're just sharing our own personal experience and mm -hmm. what we've learned through our research mm -hmm. um, and hopefully give you a little bit of knowledge to help you guide in your search and your refining. Those of you who are, you know, aspiring toward homeschooling or hesitant or you're fine with your children being in public school, by all means, do what is best for your child. Right. Like, again, that's everything that we say in these episodes is what's working for us. Mm -hmm. And we're not knocking anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. Do what's best for you. Um, but again, hopefully you learned something from our experience and sharing it with you. Hopefully. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Again, unfortunately, we did not have time to watch the Battlestar Galactic episode to review it, but we will pick up again next time. Yes. All right. Y'all take care. See you down the road. See you down the road. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider liking the video and subscribing to our video channel and podcast. We've absolutely loved building connections with the RV community and anyone else that's interested in this lifestyle. So if you'd like to connect with us, please follow us on Instagram and YouTube at SoSayWeTravel or visit us at SoSayWeTravel.com. See you down the road.